the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they actually love, and create real, actual, amazing relationships. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. He's also the number one best-selling author of the book, Own Your Past, Change your future. Sarah is in Detroit, Michigan. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? My father-in-law bought a home for my husband's ex-wife to live in about 15 years ago. Stop, 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 stop. This sounds a hillbilly already. I'm having trouble. <laughs> what? What in the world? I know. Like okay, I can hear the banjo music is playing. Dad bought your husband's yes. ex-wife a house to live in. Yes. And Why? a, moon, and a uh, moonshine yeah. still out back. I, you know, I, I don't understand the situation at all. My family uh, doesn't do things like this. <laughs> no, normal <laughs> people don't do crap like this. It it usually is the other way around. I mean, you know, buyer. No, oh my goodness. Okay, so he after the divorce. Yeah. Maybe he's, he's taking care of the After kids. The Maybe that's it. Was his grandkids yes. there? His okay, grandkids were there. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Somewhat more sane. Okay, but still stupid, but okay. So, at the time, they had um, two teenagers, and um, I think the, I think he, uh, one was about 10 years old. So this was about 15 years ago. So she's lived there since then. Um, she doesn't pay rent. Father-in-law has upkept the home. and Oh, the house is not in her name. He bought it and lets her live there. Yes, and kept the house in his name. Okay, good. Okay. That's better even. Okay. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be a supernova. I can't wait. This is going to be great. So um, the kids are grown now. Mm -hmm. Um, She still lives there. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to see a piece of paper (laughs) that said... um, title um uh, on death the title to go over to my uh, husband mm-hmm. when my father-in-law passes away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. so i guess my father-in-law is expecting my husband to keep the house up and no um, pay i don't care what he expects it. no as my wife told me yeah. once john i'm not doing chores for you after you're dead Ooh. yeah Ooh. okay so here's the thing uh, regardless yeah. of how it occurred, where it is today is Stupidville. Can we agree with that? Yeah. So your da- your husband needs to go sit down, have a cup of coffee with his dad, and say, "Dad, uh, I don't want to have to deal with this crap. You need to deal with it now." Uh, Ex wife yeah. doesn't have a reason to live there anymore. Free. The kids are grown and gone. She needs to move on now. It's not mean. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Just she's, say it out loud. She's it's lived rent-free strange. for 15 years. He did it because he's a grandpa's heart. I got it. I got a grandpa's heart. Right. And grandpa's heart that sometimes will cause you to do sweet. stupid butt things, and he did a stupid butt thing, but he needs to handle this before he dies. What? Yeah. Okay, so I don't, let, let, I don't even know. I can hear in your voice he's not going to. So, your, Is your husband a wuss <laughs> when it comes to his dad? A little bit. No, Dave, that, of course he is. He bought his ex-wife a house, of course. Yeah. Okay, so 
here, here you, you really you need to give your run down to Walmart and pick your husband up a backbone. They're on aisle three, and you need to send him on over to his dad and say, "Dad, I don't want this house unless you move her out before you die, because I don't want to have to deal with her. She's my ex for a reason. We don't want the house. Take my name off the deed, or get her out. One of the two." Because I'm not going to have yeah. to deal with evicting my ex-wife. Because the day right. the day you inherit this, she gets evicted if she doesn't move voluntarily. Right, which I don't think she will. Is the free time. ride that comes to an end, my girl? Time to move. Yeah. And, and when Dave starts talking French, you know he's serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's hillbilly French right there. That's right. Uh, yeah, redneck. Would That's it, just not. This is dumb. Go ahead, Sarah. Would it be an option for him to instead just feed the house over to the ex-wife since he wanted to? If he wants to give it to her, he can give it to her. I don't care. This is a weird freaking family. <laughs> okay. But I, if I'm in your shoes, I want to tell you. What I'm trying to do with all my sarcasm and bombasticness is you think this is crazy and you're right. That's what I'm trying to do is yeah. affirm you. Your feelings about this are completely correct. This is Strangeville, Stupidville, Weirdville. Okay. Let me let me affirm one there more three thing for you. There are three towns right together, and the intersection is your ex his ex wife's house. Okay. Oh, and Sarah, I'm so glad it's not just me. Okay. It's not you. Sarah. There's it's one, 22 million people listening to this, going, "Oh my God!" There's another layer to this. Also, you're realizing in real time your husband is, uh, like Dave Dave eloquently said, doesn't have a backbone. And hasn't dealt with something that should have been dealt with a long, long time ago. And it's right yeah. for you to also feel that sense of who who is this guy? When things get sideways, he just goes, oh, so it's going to be okay. This is ex-wife. This is somebody that's out of his life. They went through a legal process. Should've it's been. over. Should've and so been. you're yeah. right to call him on that as well. Y'all need to have that conversation okay. because you're losing respect for him, right? Here's the thing. He's going to deal with it or he's going to deal with it or he's going to deal with you. He's going to deal with yeah. it with his dad. He's going to deal with evicting her after he gets the house, or he's going to deal with you. He gets to deal with this. It's not an option. He just gets to choose mm. what he deals with. And the easiest yeah, path is go sit down and have a cup of coffee with his nutty father. <laughs> right. Yeah. And go, Dad, no, I don't want this house. No, I don't want your timeshare either. Don't leave me that either. Both of them are dumb. Right. I don't want this. You know and what? if Dad won't yeah. deal with it, then you two need to decide – um, are we going to go through a legal proceeding and evict her and sell this house and then yes. she's going to sue us and all that? Or are we going to deed the house over to her and just walk no, away? No, I'm not giving it to her. There's no way. There's no way. She just needs to leave. This is this woman has had it. I've had enough of this woman already. <laughs> this, this woman needs to move out of this house, okay? My God, what a freeloader. And so, no. Okay, I was feeling guilty. No, you don't need to feel guilty. This is dumber than a rock. So <laughs> okay. here, here's what, okay, here's the steps if it's me. You need to sit down with your husband, and the two of you need to address the fact that he won't address this. John's right. Because this is going to put okay. a splinter in your all's relationship. You don't want to leave there. Number two, then he needs to go, really, he does need to go sit down and talk to his dad. Very calmly, nicely. He doesn't have to be as crazy as I'm being on the air. I'm doing that to give you strength and remind you that you're normal and that what you're thinking is real. Because the th voices I just gave were also in your head. So I'm just, I'm just saying them yeah. out in the loud, okay? Now, he yeah. sits down with his dad calmly and says, Dad, this is weird. I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want to deal with her. That's why she's my ex, and you need to move her out of there before you die, or you need to take my name off of this whole thing. If dad won't deal with yeah. it, and he leaves him the thing, the instant dad is ill, your husband needs to tell his ex-wife she has 30 days 
and we're going to be selling the house, you've got to move. And your husband needs to handle this. None of this are you responsible for. He has to man up and handle this. It's his freaking family and his freaking mess, and he's got to do it. And you got to kick him hard enough to get him to do it. This is The Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow. Tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. It is a free call at 888-825-5225. Paying off debt smart. Saving and investing is smart. Being outrageously generous is smart. There's one key to winning with money that people overlook, and that's protecting your finances from emergencies. And this is where the right kinds of insurance come in, and that's smart. There are 10 kinds of insurance that might be smart for you. We've built a free tool called the coverage checkup to show you which types are smart which ones to add drop or adjust drop the dumb ones keep the smart ones we'll show you how it works and it's all free and it's fast takes about five minutes you need to go to ramseysolutions.com slash checkup ramseysolutions.com slash checkup don't let an emergency sneak up on you protect your family now Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Peter is with us in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Thanks for the time today. Sure. How can we help? Uh, Question for you. So my wife and I are on baby step four, five, and six. We recently bought our first house as a family. Uh, We put down about 300, so we only have about 100 left on it. We have... 30000 in a 529, and we make household income about 110 a year. Uh, we currently pay about 12000 a year in daycare, and we're looking at sending our son uh, to private school, and we figured tuition is probably going to be roughly what we pay in daycare today. Uh, kicker is we're uh, older parents. I'm 50. My wife's in her early 40s, and we have a three-year-old son. So question is, would it be wise to draw down a portion of that 529 to pay for the private, to pay for a portion of the private school tuition, which would allow us to pay down our mortgage faster in with the thought being that uh, having a paid off house would make college easier to cash flow later? I wouldn't call it dumb. I'm struggling with it from a timing standpoint because 
the, I'm thinking of all the uh, – I, I always think of the downsides because I always get to deal with people when their plan didn't work because life blew up, right? And so what, how could life blow up and mess up this plan? Okay, you're an older parent. Uh, let's say Ford Jr. gets to college, you die. Well, your plan didn't work because you're not there to cash flow college. You with me? Right. That yeah. bo- that bothers me because we drained his four hundred one or we drained his five twenty nine so that he could go to private Christian kindergarten, and we traded that for college. Um, yeah, nah, not making that trade. Um, I'm going to cash flow it, or I'm not doing it. Cash flow the the private school tuition yeah. in the short term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I need that I need that nest egg there to back him up if you're not there to back him up. Yeah, that makes sense. We were just saying the other night when we were talking about it, uh, you know, it would make this decision a lot easier if we knew what the future brought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get that one figured out. Let me know. I'll, I'll help you franchise it. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Michael J. Fox figured that out for you. He's got three installments you can watch. Oh, it's great. Uh, Thank back you to so the future. Much, yeah, that one. Yeah. Careful. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know Thank what you're you talking so about there for a second. Appreciate it. Yeah, back to the, back to the future there. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, Dave. I don't know if I want to go here. You can just say, "Let's move on." I get, I get more blown up on social media. Like the people who follow me are so kind. I get blown up on one issue, one, no two, travel sports, and the other one is I send my kids to public school. And well, I can help you with that. I'll just tell you, I'll take the heat. Yeah, I, it, yeah. it's a all three Ramseys went to public schools. Yeah. And none of the three Ramseys did travel sports because Daniel was pretty good at ice hockey, but he wasn't going to be playing in the NHL. Yeah. So I'm not dropping 15 grand a year for the kid to play travel sports and me be out of town every weekend. Uh, he ain't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 but I'm going back to what this guy was talking about with, I mean, he's, he's talking about literally mortgaging his future for this to get my kids out of this school so they can come to this school. Well, he's going to send him to the private Christian school. That was not an issue. It was just how to pay for it was the only question. Yeah. And so uh, now then he didn't ask if we thought it was a good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, that wasn't the point. But, yeah, there, there's, uh, uh, you know, there's when someone wants to go to a private Christian school, there is usually uh, one of two or three reasons. Yeah. Uh, one is they live in a neighborhood where the public schools aren't, they don't perceive them as being safe. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and another rough, rough area. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two is they want to uh, ensure that the teaching is done from a Christian worldview, not with all the wackadoodle right. that uh, that truthfully a, a, a lot of the teachers unions and other things are put into the schools now. There's wackadoodle in right. the schools, yeah, and they don't want their kids in there. Um, and like I was watching this count, it's cracking up on the uh, a post the other day. Uh, he said, "Yeah, he had homeschool kids, and he's like, people tell my kids." Tell me, well, what about prop? You know, you have homeschool children. They're not going to be properly socialized. You went socialized by drag queens. Oh, I mean, man. really? Thank you. No, yeah. thank you. I don't want to be socialized by drag queens. So homeschool is a really good idea. Yeah, uh, it's really a good point, yeah. actually. So, so, uh, so, but but the idea is, well, what's the third one? So safety, um, religion, yeah, and academics. Okay. Sometimes the academics are better. Yeah. They want to go to a, it's not always a private Christian school, but a private, private school. school for better academics. For better academics. And okay. so 
like in our neighborhood, we have uh, in our neighborhood here. I won't name it. We have a private school that's well known. Yeah. Uh, it does have a Christian uh, underpinning or background, or or but it also claim walks around claiming to have uh, better academics. Gotcha. But the graduation from college rate is exactly the same as the public school that's a mile and a half down the road. Right. Exactly. And uh, and it's it's like thirty thousand bucks a year. Yeah. You know per kid. You know, so uh, you just got to decide, is it worth it? Like you decide if you're going to go to a college yeah. that's more expensive. Why, what is the value proposition in that case? And, you know, I think there is some something to be said. Uh, and the more wackadoodle the world gets on just worldview of the teaching staff, yeah. it, it's that, you know, I don't want wackadoodle to talk to my grandkids, okay? Yeah. Uh, now, we live in a weird bubble where our public schools in this county are unusual. The number one in the, in the state. They're incredible, yeah. And number one in the state. And the people in our general area here share our values, yeah. by and large. There's there's a few wackadoodles out there, but I mean most of the people are like normal humans. They're not aliens teaching in the classroom, uh, like you read about on sure. you know uh, yeah. in the news and everything. But uh, so you know we've we're a little bit spoiled yeah. in that regard. So where Hank goes or where my grandkids go to public school, yeah, all of my grandkids go to public school. Yep. But that public school is better than a whole lot of private schools in a whole lot of ways. Right, right. So, that, but it's unusual. Not all public you can say that about. So anyway, um, you know, you just got to look at the situation. But yeah, I get blown up on that too. Because mm. this idea that, I mean, if you've got extra money yeah. and you want to spend, I mean, Rachel did a competition cheerleading. Sure. Two years. Yeah. And we paid some money for her to go to the gymnast yeah, thing yeah. and learn how to, do flips off the somebody's shoulders or whatever it was she did. And, um, and then I think we went to one competition in Atlanta or something where she flipped or whatever, but, um, it's, you know, today as a, uh, 34 year old mom and best-selling author of three books, uh, has not done a single flip lately. She, she so did, I'm just saying did, but, yeah. <laughs> it's not come up again, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, that, that's, but it's, I, I mean, I, it's part I had of a childhood, perspe- this, I, there's a weird thing that goes with that travel sports thing. And it's the same, I think it's the same button you're pushing with the private school thing. Well, I, I had a unique perspective of dealing with students whose parents outsourced, they, they hid their their kids from these conversations, never had them, never had them. And then they show up in college and the world's sideways. Yeah. And so there's something about, I, I love the idea of my kids hearing things and being challenged and then coming home to me. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to their 19-year-old roommate, right? Yeah. So about how life works about, and how, how, about there's just people with wackadoo ideas out there is, man is god real yeah that's you know, exactly right. some good, yeah. let's, let's have some conversations at home about this by the way i'm not outsourcing that my ch- children's spirituality but that's hey, another conversation you betcha this is the ramsey show Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey, guys, listen up. Our brand-new Ramsey Event Center is going to be opening to the public with our inaugural event in two weeks. April 14th and 15th, we're going to be doing our very first live event there, the Nashville Smart Conference. We're going to be doing this show live from the stage there. There are some free tickets to watch that left if you want to check our website at RamseySolutions.com slash events. And then the Smart Conference is Friday evening and all day Saturday, teaching you everything 
about all the different areas that we teach on from jobs, work and career to money and investments to just getting better at life. And of course, relationships and mental wellness with Dr. John Deloney. All of that's going to be there. There's 2,500 seats in there. It is almost sold out. There are 71 seats left. If you want to come, it's only $119. You're going to get an inaugural pass. You're going to be the first one ever to be at a live event in that in terms of the public in that particular building. And we're looking forward to having you RamseySolutions.com slash events. Come on out. We'd love to have you. All right. Desmond and uh, Sierra are with us right. on the debt-free stage. Hey guys, how are you? We're doing good. well. Did I say that right? Is it Sierra? It is Sierra. Okay, great. Good to have you guys. Where do you live? We are in Atlanta, Georgia. Fun. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? We paid off 130000 All right. How long did this take? It took us about four years. All right. And uh, what was your range of income during that time? Uh, we started out about eighty, and then we ended up about 115000 Very good. What do you do for a living? Uh, we're both special education teachers. Oh, wow. What a great calling. Wow. That's where I take a moment of silence. Y'all are incredible. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Fabulous. Well done. All right. And uh, what kind of debt was this 130000 it was all student loans. Student loans. All right. So how long have y'all been married? We will be celebrating 12 years of marriage this May. So eight years into your marriage, you looked up and said, there's an unwelcome person in our house. Her name is Sally May. <laughs> yes. We need to evict this old woman. She'd be ugly. Tell me the story. What happened? Well, it actually started when I was in college. I got introduced to Financial Peace uh, from my Chick-fil-A owner-operator, Luke. Go, um, Luke! He, he was a coordinator at the uh, church that he was attending. Uh-huh. And he challenged us to go through the the, the class, and and I, I just went through it, and it was good. Um, and I, didn't, did, and you I failed flunked. the class. You though. flunked. You I did flunked. nothing. I flunked the class. <laughs> did nothing. But it was instilled. You know, the principles were instilled in me, and I always wanted to do it. <clears throat> and so, one of the things, uh, one of the funny stories, is I had a difference check. <laughs> And I actually paid for her engagement ring with the difference check <laughs> after the class. So, you know, of course I, I you failed, did. I failed the class. So yeah, we'll just right. say that. That's all right. Okay. So you got you got her a ring though. I got her a ring. You, you got the girl. I got the girl. All right. And now and we so, start living. Now what what was the wake up call four years ago? Well, um, I had a very long journey getting through school. I had challenges with choosing what I wanted to major in, and so it took me a long time to finish. And so Desmond said. Once you finish school in 2017, it is time for us to get started. We uh, know the principles. We know what to okay. do. It's a matter of doing it. Of course, he was ready to go, but I was like, mm-mm. It took me a long time to get through school. I'm not trying to pay nobody's debt. <laughs> I want to have fun. I want to spend money. So it took a while for my heart to catch up with what I knew I needed to do in my head. And after listening to many Dave Ramsey shows, morning, noon, and night, and um going Desmond, through. you're merciless. Desmond. <laughs> and the worst date in Atlanta. I drank the Kool-Aid. I got, it got addicted. <laughs> he did. We listened to it so often and even going through um rock solid finances, which actually taught how to steward money from a biblical perspective. A mixture of all of that actually allowed my heart to catch up with what I knew I needed to do, and so we got started. All right. And so once she comes on board, it's game on. It was yeah. game on. We started <laughs> yeah. chunking everything at the debt. Um, when she got her teaching job, that kind of boosted our income. Mm-hmm. So we just started doing all sorts of things. I, 
I got a bus driver's license just to be able to get <laughs> extra money. Wow. We were, I coached. Uh, she took extra side hustles. And so we just, it was game on. And we just went on with it. Well, good for you guys. Well, all done. right. So take me to 10 months in. Oh, like the months. adrenaline's worn off. You're, <gasps> you're already done. What kept y'all going? Um, actually, we're, coord- we, uh, we're coordinators, financial peace coordinators. So we use that to kind of help us to keep the motivation going and so that helped you know because we had to live it mm-hmm. uh, you know teaching the class and everything and so those types of things continuing to listen to the Ramsey show debt-free screens getting motivated I mean that's what kept us going yeah. yes and also having little milestones along the way because I'm a shopper I like to shop and I'm like look if we're gonna do this like I need to have some moments where we can <laughs> celebrate when we make meet a payment goal and so having those cel- those moments along the way was very helpful. so what kind of celebrations did you do so one time we went to the Fox Theater in Atlanta. We went to go see The Lion King live. Oh, So that nice. was a big celebration, but we had to pay off a large lump sum before we did yeah. that. But that's a good, that's good. I yeah. like that. Yes, it was little, good. Little things here and there to kind of keep us motivated yeah. and keep okay. us going. Carrots to dangle. Yes. <laughs> yes. We I had like to trick it. ourselves to, to like keep it. going. So what's it feel like to owe nobody nothing? Oh, free. So free. We, we were talking about that earlier today. It just feels freeing to not have that weight over you anymore and to not owe anybody anything so it feels great yes you know i was talking to somebody the other day they said they felt grown up isn't that weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like like i I made the little kid inside me behave so that i could be like doing grown-up stuff Mm. and that was a pretty cool thing i like that visual because that's what happened to me yeah you know that's how i felt and because i remember going to i used to think when you went to costco or sam's like you had to leave with two hundred dollars worth of stuff like it was federal law yeah like that's why they check your receipt on the way out. They yeah. want to make sure you spent your two hundred bucks, your right? Money. You got to go back in, Dave. Get some more peanut butter, man. So get that yeah. eight gallons, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's it's weird. And so, well, congratulations, y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank very, you. very proud of you. Sierra, have you been on a barn burner shopping spree yet? Um, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, I have. <laughs> that was always the struggle. That that line item in the budget was yes. closed, and we always had a. 30 to 15 minute argument over there. Let the record show that they have foil t shirts. You look incredible. That say they look amazing. amazing, Live like no one else. I'm thinking Desmond had nothing to do with these t shirts. I did. I did. Oh, you did? Uh He did. It was his idea. I called it wrong. Nope. Did Did you produce them? Uh, uh, no. A teacher friend of mine created the shirts. For okay. Us. Yes. Well, I love it. Very Thank good. You. Okay. They're, they look great. They <laughs> look great you. on camera. Did you bring too. us one? Uh, uh, no, we but did. we can get you one. We can get you one. Right. It goes viral. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Well, guys. Way to go, you guys. All right. What do you tell people the key? You're leading a class now. You're and one thing about leading the class, like you said, you can't be a hypocrite. Sometimes that's a bigger motivator than doing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, you're leading a class. What's the secret to getting out of debt? Well, one thing that helped us to get out of debt was definitely remembering our why. You know, we both grew up in single parent, single income homes. And so we got to witness what the struggle was like to Mm. make ends meet. And we said we wanted something different for the royal family. We didn't want to live in debt. And that verse comes to mind constantly. The borrower was a slave to a lender. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to be a slave to our lender. We wanted to free ourselves. And so that's the key that kept us going. Well, you are the royal family. (laughs) That's your last name. That's my last name. My last name rhymes with lunch meat, dude. (laughs) I get royal. You got you got Deloney, Baloney, and we have the Royals. Yeah, you got the royal family. Good grief! That's perfect. 
Uh, yeah, the, the royal was, family should have a better life. I'm yeah. just saying. What's your key, Desmond? My key was uh, the discipline um, needed in Hebrews yeah. 12:11. We got that on our back. On yeah. Back. Um, no discipline seems pleasant verse, at the time, but it yields a harvest of yeah. righteousness. And, and that's so true. <clears throat> we just struggle. You know, it's it's tough while you're in it. You know, but if you keep pushing along, it's it's you can get to the other side. Yes. So we, Proud we of you lead guys. on that verse. And I will add one more thing: making sure that you have some good accountability. It is a tough journey. And so having some accountability along the way is also helpful. Amen. Desmond and Sierra, 130000 paid off in four years, making 80 to 115. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, two one. We're debt-free. Way to go, you guys. Congratulations. Wow. Change the royal family. <laughs> Dr. John Deloney Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today. Our scripture of the day is James 1, 5, and 6. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Theodore Roosevelt said, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you think is the wrong thing. The worst thing you can do is nothing. Ooh. I like that. It's good. Emily's with us in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Emily. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. How can we help? Okay, so my husband and I, we make uh, $247,000. Uh, we are debt-free, um, and I've been working full-time right now and going to law school. Um, so I've been cash flowing my way. I graduate next month, and so for the first time I'm able, because all my money was going to law school, for the first time I'm able to invest my money. Um, my company has a 401k, but they don't have a match. And then because of our high income, we can't, I can't invest into a four, uh, Roth IRA, sorry. And so my question is, should I, should I just go ahead and invest in my firm's 401k or is there a better route of investing? Wow. And you're a hundred percent debt free. Yes. Okay. Way to go. That's incredible, Emily. Congratulations. That's really hard. Very cool. And you've landed your law job. Yes, I'm working at my law firm now, and they're just waiting for. We're actually just waiting for bar results next week. Okay. They did take the bar exam early. Wow, what a wonderful time for you! Congratulations. No, actually, Dave, this is the worst time. The, the week before the bar comes out. No, it's waiting. Yes. Waiting is hard, but I mean, oh, this man. is all the work is done. Oh yeah. I mean, you've been you've worked for a long time to be sitting here right now. Incredible. Way to go. All right. Um, so the answer to your question is, uh, what about a house? Have y'all got a home? Yes, we do. Do you owe anything on it? Uh, yes. I think we owe about half on the house. Half So maybe of like 150 Okay, you owe $150,000 on your home. You say we, you're married. Yes. And your household income is what? 247 Excellent, 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 excellent. Okay. Uh, do you have any money in savings? Yes. I have about 10000 um and then uh we still haven't put our savings together how long have you been married uh we've been married about two years okay put them together tonight 
Okay. If you can share a bed, you can share a bank account. Okay. It, Will do. All mm-hmm. the data because all the data is people who try to live like roommates don't have anywhere near the relational success nor the financial success. All the data mm-hmm. says couples that combine their finances, combine their goals, combine their fears, combine their dreams, charging forward are the couples that have the most wealth built and the best quality relationships. So that's where that comes from. I didn't mm-hmm. just make that up. And let me tell you this, Emily, um, you, uh, my, my nerd research was on the mental health of attorneys, of lawyers. Was it really? Yeah. And listen. Wow. All of your training and your job is you are outside the bell curve. Your whole life is dedicated to serving and loving people whose the, the the things that don't happen to the rest of us all the time happen to them, which means you lived outside the bell curve, which means all the marriages you read about and experience are ones that blew up. And so it's really common to start creating little pockets in your life of safety. Like I'm going to have my savings. He's going to have his. She said she'd do it tonight, but but yeah. But I heard good, in her good, voice. Good, still good speech. She's not. Oh, really? Yes. So, okay. Emily, you have to decide right now, I'm going to live this life because the world needs attorneys. I, I'm, a, a, I'm, I'm pro-attorney to, to the end, but you have to decide we're going to do this the right way, and we're going to choose to buck the system and be united in this thing, or it's, it's just going to uh, crumble underneath you. Okay? okay. Back to your question. Back to your question. Here's what you do. We're going to walk you through what we call the baby steps. The first thing you need to have as a couple is an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. So I'm going to call that in your all's world, 30 or $40,000 cash. You never touch that except for a rainy day, an emergency, an unexpected event. In other words, you never touch it because you make enough money to cover 90% of your unexpected events out of your cash flow. Okay. But this is a, something big blows up and you got an extra 30 grand laying over here that the two of you say that's grandma's rainy day fund. You know what that means, right? And so you got that. Mm -hmm. Once you've got that, then I want you to save 15% of your household income into retirement. No more. And that's baby step four. Five is is start saving for kids college. You don't have any kids yet, so we're not doing that. I think you don't have any kids yet. You don't have any kids yet, right? No, no kids. Okay, so no kids. So we don't need to do baby step five, which is kids' college. Baby step six is while we're putting fifteen percent of our income away towards retirement, we're going to throw the rest of the money we get a, that that we can that we have as slush money above living a reasonably good life. I mean, you make really good money, so you live a good life. Throw the rest of the extra money at the house until the house is paid off. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, we if we ma- if we don't need to max out retirement to get to that. 15%, then we don't have to worry about your question. But let's go ahead and walk it through anyway. If mm-hmm. at So the first thing I want to do is I want to do Roth. Or first thing I want to do is do a match. You said your company does not match. Does your husband's company match? Yes. he's. I think he's investing about 12%, okay. and he has like an 8% match. Yeah. All I care about is the total of your household. Between the two of you, the total is 15% going in. Not you no. 15, him 15. That would actually meet be 15, but he could put in 12 and you could put in more than, and you could put in 17 as long as the total is 15 of the total household income. You follow me? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm after. Everything above that goes to the mortgage. So I want you to max out your 401k. I want him to max out his 401k. Um, 
and I want them to be in Roth 401ks if Roth is available. Roth is better than traditional because it grows tax-free. The only thing better than Roth is Roth with a match. And he's got a match you don't, but we're still going to max yours out. It's going to take that probably to get to 15% of your huge income. So, And then you can do Roth IRAs. They're called backdoor Roths, and you can do those with a good investment broker. If you don't have one, uh, go to RamseySolutions.com, click on SmartVestor. The people we recommend will be there, and you can choose one from the list. They're really good, and they'll show you how this works. The, Roth, the backdoor Roth IRA, I do one, and my income is well in excess of the max. And all it is is you open a, a traditional, uh, I'm sorry, an after-tax traditional IRA, and you fully fund it, and 30 seconds later, you flip it to a Roth. It creates no taxes, and it's an after-tax traditional I can do that at any income limit and then flip it to a Roth. That's called a backdoor Roth. I do those every January for me and Sharon. And uh, it's not that much. It's only six or eight grand, depending on your age and all that. But that's, you know, you can still do that. And that'll those things will get you to that 15%. But when you get to 15% of your total household income going into your total retirement between Roths, backdoor Roths, 401ks, his 401k, yours, Roth 401k is available. Do those. Whatever, whoever's got the match ought to go there first. That's him. Uh, when you get to 15, stop and throw everything else towards the mortgage till the mortgage is clear. When the mortgage is clear, then you max out everything else. Then once everything's maxed, Dave, beyond the backdoor Roths and both 401ks, then what do I do? Then I buy mutual funds that have a low turnover ratio, which does not activate the capital gains because they don't sell the, ta- the stocks inside of them very often. That's a low turnover ratio, or I buy real estate that I pay cash for. But you're not going to be there for a couple of years because you still got a house to pay off, and that's where we're going to get to. Wow, that's interesting about attorneys. I did not know that. We do need attorneys because we need attorney jokes. We need, law- <laughs> we need lawyer jokes. No, we need people who are rational third parties that keep people like me who are the hotheads from uh, doing dumb things. Yeah. You know, you've had different experience with some attorneys than that, but okay. <laughs> I've had some rough ones, some very, very rough ones. I got some good ones that are friends, and some of them on our team, and all that that work here. I like them really, but they really give me a hard time about ripping rip, on attorneys. So, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Hey, Emily, we're very proud of you. Good luck. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.